why was it a piece of shit? Well, it just had so much bloatware on it. Like, you know, if it was just, if it was a pure Android operating system with nothing unessential, and, you know, if you, if you want an app, go ahead and do it. But, I mean, it just had so much. And, you know, just like a branded personal computer. Yeah, I found the same thing. My mom's got one. And it's trying to help her, it was... Um, brutal because I've never had an Android phone I've always I've had an iPhone since like two like iPhone 2 like a million years ago mm -hmm. and like I had just decided that that was the ecosystem I was going to be a part of and anyway so I had no experience with it and then having to work on her her phone because she's ancient and doesn't know how to do anything mm -hmm. it's just it was impossible because there was just so much... Like, it's one thing that she's installed a bunch of shit she doesn't need. Mm -hmm. That's easy to identify. Yeah. It's just all of the other stuff that's Samsung branded. Mm -hmm. But it's... I had found that there were numerous cases where there was, like, duplicated software. Yeah. Like, Messages was two different apps. Right. And just crap like that. And it was just very, frankly, very confusing. Right. Yeah, and just ludicrous. But, yeah, so the nice thing about this Pixel is that there is lots of apps that are just on it, mm -hmm. but they're all apps that everybody uses because it's a Google phone. Yeah. Right, so the YouTube app is native. The Right. Somebody that the lives Android. in the Google, uh, the Google world yeah. would obviously love that phone. Right. Because it comes with everything you want. And nothing that you don't want. Right. And if you live... Like, I would highly recommend a Pixel to somebody who's never had a phone before, which is obviously nobody. But because once you're in it, you're in it. And it's easy to move to a new phone. But I found going from an iPhone all the time to a Pixel has been a fucking nightmare. Right. Because my contacts, I have to import all of them. Yeah. Like that old shit you would have yeah. to do yeah. when you bought an old flip phone. Yeah. Or whatever the fuck, right? Like, or or when you formatted your computer and rebuilt it and all the shit you would have to do again that you don't have to do anymore because of cloud backups and shit like that. But that's been the worst part of the experience with this phone is just the total lack of presence that I have in the Google ecosystem. Yeah. Has made it uh, very frustrating. I'll get text messages from phone numbers. I'm like, who the fuck is this? And I'll, have to, <laughs> I'll have to go find my old cracked iPhone <laughs> to see whose phone number it is. So. <laughs> Hilarious. The pictures is what bums me out probably the most because I have a four-year-old, and I literally have 9,800 pictures of my daughter that are in iCloud that are now not available to me. Right. Like, easily. Right. And any pictures now I take on this thing are now completely separate. Yeah. So it's just, it's stupid. Well, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that, too, from my own experiences, because... Yeah, like, oh my God. But uh, to get this o over and out of the way so that we can, you know, move back on to talking about stuff. Welcome to episode 18 of Talk Bots. Bots that Episode topic, nothing. Whatever the hell we want to talk about. We decided there was going to be no set topic. We were just going to riff. And I kind of like where this is starting off, talking about phones and how they can be a pain in the butt sometimes but yeah so so you're talking about pixel and why you think that would be a great phone to start with for somebody who's never owned a smartphone right before. it's just such a and ludicrous there are, thing there are, well it's not though because i mean who the there fuck are, doesn't have a phone oh you'd be surprised man. i would be because i don't think it's anybody well let's put it this way there are a lot of people who have the same color of hair as i have who still have flip phones no there's not 
Oh, there's yeah, like, there is. There's I like, happen to know one. 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 Well, one. I mean, where there's one, there's many. Yeah, but if he doesn't have a smartphone, or she doesn't have a smartphone by now, they're not going to have one, not going to be buying a Pixel. Well, you never know. They're going to get another fucking Their kids usually end up buying them a phone because they get sick and tired of going, what do you mean you can't text? Right. Or, you know, whatever. Two, 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 <laughs> seven, seven, seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the thing that... Um, I, I, I own an iPhone, and I have since I graduated from a Nokia phone. I'm, a fan, I'm an Apple fanboy, and I guess I, I was swayed by the design aesthetic and the simplicity of it all. And uh, the people who complained, rightfully so, about the things that they didn't like about the Apple ecosystem, at the time, I didn't really care about you know, Android phone users would go on and on at length about how you could customize everything exactly the way you wanted it to function. I bet you you had an iPhone before Android was a thing, because I did. Uh, maybe. I honestly Because I remember, remember when Android came out and then the rhetoric started. True. Right? True. But I mean, you know, with all the different with all the different iPhones that I've owned over the years, mm-hmm. I could have switched to Android at any point. Right. And there were a few reasons why I chose not to. And one of my favorite reasons is actually coming up because it's related to your mentioning of how all the pictures that you had stored in iCloud are now gone. One of the reasons, and I know it's a lame reason, I didn't like the idea that you could be bamboozled into installing what is essentially malware sure. from the collection of software available for Android. Yeah. Because they really weren't doing a very good job policing what was out there in their in their collection. Um, the thing that actually ended up making me stay with iPhone as long as I did was when my granddaughter came along and inherited my oldest iPad. Mm-hmm. And I became the gifter of apps by because it wasn't possible to have a family plan when I started, yeah. uh, you know, grooming her in the Apple ecosystem. I had to basically use my own login to set up her phone, right? Which made it easy for me to get her apps and gift her apps. Because she would just tell me what she wanted, and if it was free, I just installed it, and then that allowed her to install it, and then I would just uninstall it from my own system. And if it was something that I had to pay money for, I got to decide whether she should get it or not. I, I could have switched then to Android, but it would have been difficult because then all, all of the all of the inventory that we would have built up in the Apple ecosystem would have been lost. So that kind of locked me in. Well done, Apple. That's how they keep you. Yeah, that's how ecosystems work. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the, the wider the ecosystem spreads throughout your family, uh, the, the less likely you are to leave that ecosystem. Yep. But, but, you know, there were things about Apple that did kind of piss me off, like iCloud. It, they don't give you hardly any space at all for free it's barely enough to do a backup for one device let alone three or four which at one point is how many i had in my family ecosystem Mm -hmm. and then what they want for more storage is ludicrous the price is ridiculous it's the most expensive you know buy more space from us price of all of the things um, and then a friend of mine said to me, you're an idiot. And I went, what do you mean? And he said, don't put your goddamn photos on iCloud. Put them in uh, Google Photos. And I went, what? And he went, you're, you're a Google guy, right? And I'm like, yeah, I've got Gmail and Google Photos and YouTube and this and that and Google Drive and all that stuff. And he goes, just put the goddamn Google Photos app on your phone and have it be your backup for all of your camera roll. And I was like, I didn't even know that was a thing. 
So once I figured that out, right. I basically told iCloud, all you're going to be used for at this point now is just the pure uh, operating system backup because I don't upload anything else into the iCloud at all. Right. Um, and especially now that you don't actually need the iCloud to do an iPhone to iPhone transfer when you buy a new one. Fuck it. There's nothing on there except the bare minimum. So the, the backups are quick. They're small. And it's like, whatever, you know, they're, they're, they're just really there as an emergency measure and nothing more. I bet you, I wouldn't be surprised if more than 50% of the iPhone user community don't even realize that they're better off backing up their photos into the Google ecosystem than on iCloud. And I don't know if I agree with that statement. I don't know if you're better or worse um, because well, I, well, I'd say you're better because if nothing else, you could be sitting in a at a PC, mm -hmm. go into Google Photos and boop, there they are. Yeah, but I could also go into iCloud.com and boop, there they are. True, it's, but iCloud still, storage you know, is more expensive. But not a lot. Like it's not some huge amount of money. Like I pay extra. Yeah. But it's it's like two dollars. A month. Right. And it's, I think, 10 gigs. Maybe maybe it's even a little less money than that. I think it was a buck 75. Right. So it's, it's small when you consider what you're backing up. I guess I'm biased because I'm using so many of Google's other services that sure. it just makes sense to me. I get it. And I like it. I like the iCloud photo part because it's a native app. Right. Like the Google Drive app is not native. No. And will, does, and has had problems. Right. Right? So um, that's why I like it. And I'm in for a penny. Mm -hmm. Like I'm fucking in it. Right. Thousands, tens of thousands of pictures already exist there. Right. Like... Right. The exact same argument. Like, I'm, I'm in but too deep. But now you can't access them unless you go into iCloud.com. I, I think there's an I iCloud app from, for my phone. I could move to whole other ecosystems and still have access to I think pictures. I can as well. Oh. Okay. I just haven't. Oh, all right. Right? Like, I, I, there probably is an iCloud app that I could get from my Android phone. Probably mm. very similar mm. to... Maybe not exactly the same, and maybe I can't. I liked the fact that I didn't have to think about where my pictures were going. It's not like I even need to access those pictures because mm -hmm. it's 10,000 pictures. You're not looking at hardly no, any of no, them, right? No. It's just, it was nice to know that I took a picture of this yeah. and it's out there yes. in case my you phone catches on fire, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's all I really care about. And if there's a picture that I really want... Frankly, I still have two iPhones. They're just cracked screens and they're kind of shitty. Mm -hmm. But they're upstairs on my nightstand. So it's not like I'm without. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. So right now I'm going through the process, still going through the process of figuring out what I want to do. Uh, and I think I'll probably go back to an iPhone. Simply just, it's easier. Right. Because what got me into got what got me into iPhones was simply it was the first uh, smartphone. Yeah. What kept me um, with iPhones was the simplicity. Yes. Is that when that phone came out, mm -hmm. I was on my way out of wanting to fuck around with computers. Right. Right. The I give want, me something that works. I, that's it. I don't want to fucking have to. Troubleshoot apps. I don't want to do any of that shit. Mm -hmm. And when Android came out, you could do that. And I was like, I have no interest right. in overclocking my fucking phone. <laughs> right? And you could back yeah. then, right? Yeah. yeah. And I was just not interested. And it was just, I want something stupid. And like easy. And it is easy. Yes. And yes, they're fraught with controversy and have been caught and fined for fucking with their old hardware, mm -hmm. like making it so the CPUs are now trash, that right. they add so much bloat yeah. that you got to buy a new phone. Yeah. Yeah. But 
we we live but in a society of well, yeah, that's, that's a systemic problem, right? Now. Yeah, exactly. But um, the and of course, there's the cost that is significantly higher of an iPhone because you pay for the name like you do with a fucking Gucci bag mm-hmm. or fucking Nike shoes. Oh yeah. So you either accept it or you well, don't. Well, not only that, but I mean, someone's got to pay for that damn UFO building in California. Right. <laughs> exactly. So it's going to be you and me. Exactly. And and apparently more than half the market share now. That, that switched right, eh? that, that switched last week. They say wow. is that app, uh, iPhone now owns more than half the market share. Wow. Which is what crazy. Now, do you think aside from the simplicity of the ecosystem and the apparent quality of the hardware, do you think that part of that reason or part of the reason for why the the um, Apple ecosystem now owns the majority of the market has a lot to do with the peripherals that are available? No. No, eh? I think it's all about, like, the Kardashians have the... Right. They're fashion look accessories. At my They've been fashion accessories right. no for a long says, time. No one says, look at my fucking... Android. Yeah, look no. at my Android. The people who buy Androids are the fucking neckbeard dudes. Right. Right? Right. It's not, but it is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I... They're the anti-Apple crowd. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, fuck you, Apple. Exactly. Yeah. I'll buy a bloated Samsung phone. Fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, and then there's the Pixel crowd, who look like geniuses when you get right down to it. And they're nice phones. Apparently, they are. Yeah, I I really I've like heard this. They're really well built. And this is an old. This is a Pixel Two, and so it's ancient. Mm-hmm. And um, it's still chugging along. Yeah, it goes EOL or EOS. Um, I think this year. Right. Um, which has been a common complaint for Pixels is that they do have uh, short lifespans. Yeah, like a Chromebook. Um, right, but that's. That's changing, right? Right, um, because people are like, "Fuck you!" Like, mm-hmm. it's all the same uh, operating system. Don't be dicks. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so this phone is old, and it it is faster than either of the iPhones that I have that are two years n- newer than this one. It's just uh, because of the horseshit that Apple does with its operating system mm-hmm. that. Uh, Google apparently doesn't do, mm-hmm. but again, it's not. It's not even about the performance. It's just about how easy is it, and this isn't as easy. <laughs> On the same topic of having to have the latest thing, have you had any experiences at all with Windows Eleven? No. Okay, I have. Uh huh. And I'd like to report to the world what the real deal is on Windows 11. So first of all, I would have been interested in upgrading to Windows 11 at home because, yeah, sometimes I like to have the new shiny thing, but even more importantly, I thought if there's any chance at all that we're going to switch to it someday, I probably should know it before that happens. That's the main reason I like to keep current anything to do with Microsoft. Because sure. it's part of Any my of the job big stuff. to yeah. train it, okay? Yeah. And and troubleshoot it to a certain degree. Um, so I tried that stupid program that you can download from Microsoft that checks your computer to see if you have the kind of computer necessary to run Windows 11. And sure. it said, nope. And then when it said, here are all the things that are wrong with your machine, mm-hmm. I was able to fix all of them. Mm-hmm. Except that my processor is apparently the wrong kind. It's too old. Okay. Which blows my mind, considering the actual age of my computer. It's not that old. So I just said, so, oh well, I guess I'll be getting Windows 11 the next time I buy a computer. And that was the last I thought of it. And then this guy, this young kid at work, says, Hey man, do you have Windows 11 on your desktop? And I'm like, no. And he goes, would you like to? And I'm like, um, I don't think I have the processor 
that that requires. He goes, yeah, that's not even a thing. He goes, there is so, the way to get around that is so easy, it's not even funny. And I said, what is that? And he goes, you just have to join the Insider program. If you join Windows Insider, you have access to beta builds and, and pre-development builds or dev builds. <laughs> so I said, you're going to have to set it up. You're going to have to get it working. And if I don't like it, I've got a backup. I'm just going to put it back to the way it was. He goes, no problem. He came over. Um, he tweaked everything that had to be tweaked in the BIOS. He installed it and it worked. I was like, oh, wow. Look at me. I got Windows 11 on my computer. Hey world, Windows 11 is not that big of a deal. It truly is nothing more, and I'm generalizing, I realize, like crazy here. It is nothing more than Microsoft's attempt to macify Windows. That's it. I don't know anything about Windows 11. Like, all they Nothing. did was they took the icons on the taskbar and mm -hmm. shifted them to the middle. Oh, okay. That, in essence, is the major change to the operating the system. That, and they rounded all the icons. Right. So, they macified it. Right. And that's it. Hmm. That's all that has really changed. Yeah, yeah, sure, they threw an extra feature here and an extra feature there. So, if you're making a big deal and you're forcing yourself to jump through a whole bunch of hoops to get Windows 11 on your computer? Don't even bother. You're not missing anything at all. I'm, o I'm over it already. I'm literally over it already. I really surprised myself at how I dropped off from a familiarity perspective with mm -hmm. operating systems right. at some point. Yeah. Where I was just like... I don't care anymore. It's not even... Yeah, it, yes. Yeah. It was, I don't care anymore. Right. And there are times that I'm lost in Windows 10. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just like, what? Where the fuck is this? Right. Right? Because I'm... My biggest usage was mm -hmm. like Windows 2000. Like, right. that was... That was it. And maybe XP. Yeah. Right? Yeah. XP Pro and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, like... The shit that Windows 10 does and where it puts things and stuff like that, sometimes I feel lost and it fucking really pisses me mm -hmm. off. Like, this is ludicrous. Yeah. And, uh, and the, problem with, the problem with the Microsoft ecosystem, and this is true of all of their products, Windows, Office, and everything else that they make. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about Microsoft. They just can't leave shit alone. They always feel the need to rename things that don't need to be renamed. Mm -hmm. Move things to a different place in the menu structure that don't need to be moved. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, a good example of this was the day that they decided that Outlook, you couldn't call it contacts anymore. Now it had to be called people. Yep. Because I guess contacts was just too damn confusing for the average user to understand what that was. It'd be really interesting to, to find out what that process was. like what And how much the person who came up with this fucking idea got made that year. Yeah. Because it pissed a lot of people off. It would have been made by committee. That's <laughs> the weird part. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's so weird. It is weird. Well, we're making a people-centric kind of a community. Oh, yeah, Microsoft it's, it's a brand decision so, for sure. So, you know, let's, let's find, like, little subtle ways. And, I mean, another thing they did was the people pane. They put a people pane down the bottom of every email message window. Thankfully, they realized no one was buying into that bullshit because everybody kept just minimizing that shit down to the bottom of the screen. And they finally like got the message and said, well, I guess there's no more people paying them because nobody was actually using it. It's funny because the, the parts of Windows, the, the thing that I liked about Windows 10 wasn't even that innovative. In fact, it was the opposite of innovative. It Just was like it simpler. Well, it's not sort even of. that. It was, no, it was, 
the the three things that I like about Windows Ten mm-hmm. is native SSH support. Okay. PowerShell. Yeah. That you have full access to, yeah. Yeah. and you can now run headless servers. I don't even know what that is. You don't need like a GUI to run Windows servers. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So. Because of the PowerShell um, access, yeah, you don't need you don't need a GUI to run Windows servers anymore. Really? Yeah. So that was a cool part. So all the all the aesthetic changes to Windows Ten yeah. piss me off because now it's filled with ads. Yeah. And uh, tracking. Well, tracking. Yeah. To a point. Yeah, we're on the internet. Yeah. But, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I know. like things that aren't ads, but are ads like mm-hmm. you fuck it it's news no it's ads but it just crap like that it's just like <laughs> stop it i just want my start button start button changed uh, just all that crap i'm just an old man yeah well they change stuff yeah speaking of old man your queen's dead you know it's like you read my mind because i was literally about to wait for a break in the conversation and say the queen is dead. Long live the king. And I saw my first King Charles meme, and it made me laugh. Someone did a brilliant Photoshop of, of Charles mm-hmm. with the sh- goofiest grin from real life and put it on the $20 bill. Mm. Not once, and not even in the perfect color tones to blend it right into the bill either, like the Queen's portrait. They even had him in the goddamn hologram going down the transparent (laughs) strip down the side. And it was so hilarious. And it 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 was in the wild not two hours after the Queen died. Right. It was the first and best King Charles meme I've seen so far. To, so far, it's amazing. The internet, the internet is amazing. Yep, but yeah, it's weird. She's the queen dead. Is dead. I know. It's wild. I know. I have known no other royalty in my life. No. So no. you know, seventy fucking years. Seventy-two years. No, seventy years. I think is what it was. Yeah, fifty-two is when she was made queen. Something like that. Something like that. Yep. Jesus Christ. Long before I was born. Man. Yep. Broad's been around a long time. <clears throat> yep. It'd be interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens now to like, I know. the monarchy. I, I agree. Do they pull the pin? Like, I don't yeah. think so. I think tr- it's really, f- it's really, w- it is going to be interesting to see what happens to the monarchy because on the one hand, Charles, I think, has been indoctrinated into the significance of the royal tradition. Sure. But at the same time, Charles was always more concerned with helping other people. He, he's right. always been involved in and started charities and benefits and, you know, organizations to help those who needed it most around the world. And I don't think he's, I mean, he said in his first speech to the world that he was going to have to put that stuff aside, but it's, it's a part of his psyche. It's a part of his personality. And as a result of that, and the fact that he made sure to mention his love for Harry and his wife, in the States, I think we may get a glimpse at some progression in how the royal family functions, but not as much as everybody's hoping for. All I'm hoping for is shit about Andrew. That's all that I care right. about. Right. You do something about Andrew, Yes. and I'll give a fuck. Right. Until you do... And you know what? That seems to be the consensus. Oh, it is a huge. They one. want to see Charles do something make him about fucking own up to his transgressions. Yeah, yeah. As yeah, it's twenty twenty two. It's not seventeen eighty six anymore, dude. Yeah, 
it's time to stop fucking raping brushing, children. Yeah. Yeah. Brushing family nonsense under the carpet. Yeah. Yeah. To stay relevant, Agreed. be better. So we'll see. Agreed. So. So what are they going to do? Are they going to recall all our money? Are they going to start? Like, are they going to destroy all the coins and reprint? Eventually. It'll take a while. Like, I mean, we're not going to have King Charles loonies next week. Are you sure? Oh, positive. It's going to take a... First of all, they have to find an appropriate portrait. As if there isn't one. To put on the coin. As if there oh, isn't Well, there are one. lots of portraits, but you don't just pick any old portrait that's already... No, on. but I mean, it's not like it was oh, a surprise that planned? a 96-year-old woman is going is, to die. You think the mechanism is already in place? To yeah, it's like all the articles that came out were written probably five years ago. Right. About when she died. Right. Well, right? Yeah, okay. Like, there's all this anticipation. Like, it's all done. Yeah. I don't know, though. I mean... I wouldn't be surprised if they are... If they mint it Start minting it already? Yeah? Yeah. You think Why so? Why wouldn't you? I don't know. I don't know. I He's think, our king. Yeah, I know. I know. And I it's mean, a big deal to Canada, I, apparently. I, I really wasn't expecting the change to happen that quickly. But I guess if what you say is right, and they've been planning for this forever, and they've already got the goddamn dies set, mm. then yeah, maybe they will start printing new money right away. And getting rid of the old stuff as quickly as possible. I can't see why they wouldn't like, like so keep if, one if, of keep one of everything. Yeah, well, yeah. it's not like they're going to be rare. It's not like they're going to recall money. It's just there'll be no more printed with the queen's face on it. Right. And any money that goes to the bank, but maybe they will, will be destroyed. Maybe they will recall. Well, depends. Like yes, maybe. Maybe. But that would be wild. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was uh, wild. It's interesting. As as soon as I found out that the Prime Minister had to go to Scotland to be blessed by the Queen as the new Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, I knew something was up. And then the next morning, the news came out that... She was sick. Yeah, the doctor said, Ooh, we're, we're a little concerned. Right. And I was like, hmm... They normally don't be saying shit like that in the news either unless something's going down. I remember when they said that probably, I don't know, I'm going to say five years ago, but it was probably more than that. Yeah. They had mentioned something about her not being well. And it just came and it went right. away. Yeah. So when it popped on the news, when I first heard it in the morning, I was like, yeah, okay, she's old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course she's not doing well. She right. got a cold and it fucked her up. Right. And then it just kept on being on the news. That's right. And I was like, ooh, yeah. this might be it. And then I just started to think, I'm like, man, that'd be wild. That'd mm-hmm. be wild. I often think about big events that happen in the world and how, how do I articulate it? It's just like how you experience it and like, it's weird to be alive at the time of these well, the, large yeah. events. Like, seriously. Like, so the death of Look the queen. All of the, like, I, and I don't know, maybe, maybe we're biased because of all the information from around the world that we have, have access to. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, with the exception of the two world wars which happened before either of us were born, we have witnessed some big motherfucking milestones in human history that have seen seemingly happened over a kind of a compressed period of time. We visited another planet, you know, another heavenly body in the sky. We've got robots on yet another uh, body in the sky. Uh, we've landed on on comets and asteroids. We're this close to mining them. That'll be the next thing. Uh, you know, like uh, the queen is dead. Like what? Nine eleven. Like yeah. Like and you know, COVID and like you said, nine eleven and uh, it's just it, it seems like we are alive during a very busy period. In human history. 
but probably not. But but who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe we're just not aware of all the ridiculously fantastic things that happened in other centuries. Right. And because the things that you mentioned like about the Spanish Earth, Inquisition like, and yeah. the fucking Black Plague. Yeah, because there are other big ticket items. <laughs> yeah. Right? That we just don't have the same sense of importance of. Yeah, or visibility of. It sure seems like... Yeah, it's uh, a weird sensation to think about. We're, we're here for it. We're witnessing it. Because I often think about the trauma that was inflicted on on me, because I can't really comment for anybody else, mm. but 9-11 seemed to have fucked me up more than I had really thought about it. Like, like affected behavior deeper than, like, conscious thought. So, I remember just it being a normal day, mm-hmm. and then it fucking wasn't yes. anymore. Yeah. Right? And um, nothing was the same after Nothing that. was the same. Nothing made sense. But it was and just no such a weird sensation. No know exactly what happened. Right. But, but more my point is that something very significant happened on that day yep. that felt like any Nothing other else. day. Right. No, no, but it just felt like any other normal day. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't. Right. And it was just, it's just a really weird feeling. Mm-hmm. And I get that sensation sometimes, similar ones, with large, like, school shootings. Well, I, I was like, going to say, I think the whoop. same kind of, but maybe not to the same extreme, depending on how big of a fan you were at JFK, I think the same kind of thing went down the day he got shot. Probably, yeah. For whoever was alive for that. Right. Like, these are just such significant events mm-hmm. that affect so many people like you just I Especially, don't know if it's a matter of just sensing it well, like is it bigger I think or it's is it bigger just than how... anything else because of the fact that it never had never happened before I mean it was almost to the same extreme as how Americans would have felt about Pearl Harbor yeah so it has happened before just not from an unknown enemy or an enemy we're less familiar with. Sure. That debate could... That could be debated by how many Americans really knew the Japanese. True. Right? Like, it has happened... It has happened before. And I think, to be fair, it's probably happened thousands of times before. Right. It's just never happened to us. Right. Right? And also, I think there might have been a sense amongst many Americans who lived on the mainland... Oh, it's it's Pearl Harbor. It would have been different had they attacked Los Angeles, but they attacked Hawaii, which is way the hell over there yeah, in the middle of the Pacific. It's hardly ours. Yeah, it hasn't been ours like, for long. It's part of the United States, but it's nowhere near me, so I don't feel threatened by it. When it happens in Manhattan, twice, and then again Washington with another attempt that didn't make it to its destination and fell out of the sky in Pennsylvania, now all of a sudden everybody's looking around going, holy shit. Yeah, I don't you know? know, because the the recruitment for the American army increased so significantly after Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Everybody was like, okay, that's it. They attacked us, we're at war. So I don't know if there was that dissociation because it was Hawaii. I think they're probably very same. Because the same thing happened of like on September 12th. Everybody joined the fucking army. Mm-hmm. We are going to go kill mm-hmm. all the brown people we mm-hmm. can find. But it never happened to us. Like, no, that kind of shit hadn't happened since 1943. Right? Or mm-hmm. Was that the year? It's just a really weird feeling to have your normal day... And then it just changes mm-hmm. because you have no, you have no control over it. You feel a sense of helplessness because you have no choice but to think about this thing that's happened. Mm-hmm. And nine eleven is just a big example, but mm-hmm. like I said, like school shootings and shit like that. Like mm-hmm. you don't have a choice but to, like you're thinking about that now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's weird and where I was going is how it affected me 
is that um, it's part of my issues with anxiety and how my anxiety manifests, oh, which yeah. is in catastrophic thoughts. Right. I get stuck in them. Mm. And so I often, uh, like, especially if I'm like driving in the morning, like if I get up early and I go somewhere in the morning, mm-hmm. I have this sort of anticipation for this day to get fucked up by some very significant event event, like a nuke goes off somewhere wow that we all now have to pay attention to huh because maybe it's fucking toronto or or it's fucking on the other side of the planet right but something really big has now happened it's just it's really weird and I, and I hadn't really thought about that, and because I, I don't think that sensation ever existed before two thousand one, right? Because why would have it? Right. Um, there were no incidents of that extreme in our consciousness prior to that day. Certainly not. No. Not and, in your and I. Our, no, our I don't think so. I mean, no. the biggest disaster that I can remember prior to. 9-11 was when the shuttle blew yeah. up. Yeah, when Challenger exploded. Yeah. yeah. And that gosh. was a big deal, too. Totally. Or on re-entry, whatever the hell the one was. What was that one that blew up on re-entry? But still, yeah. And the selfish thought that popped into my head first, mm-hmm. after I watched that, was, oh, crap. They're not going to want to pay NASA to go into space anymore. Right. And they didn't. Our space program is screwed because of this. And it was. Yeah. It suffered a huge setback. Yep. For many years. But I am proud of the Canadian hero moment that came out of 9-11. When all those planes were diverted to Newfoundland Newfoundland Mm -hmm. and had to land. And all those passengers were taken in by the sleeping the locals. in strangers' houses, yeah, and shit like that. Yeah, that's that was wild. so cool. That's pretty wild. That was so cool. So, phones, disasters, operating systems. Anything else on your mind? How's the reading going? Um, spits and spurts. Like I was, I was behind. Because I took a big, it's, I took a big hiatus. Uh, I think I mentioned that last mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. and I found myself um, at the point where I had to read a book a week to make my goal. Mm-hmm. So I just grabbed a couple books and read them just to give myself a bit of a buffer. Mm-hmm. So I read, I read two, and started a third because I like I read, I read. Um, some silly mystery book and then a Dan Brown book. I read them in like th- three days, two mm-hmm. books, and just like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then I started the next one, which was uh, Adventures of Tom Sawyer. And The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. The. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, is, as you can imagine, written in 1876. Yeah, yeah. So the language is a little bumpy at first. Too. Yeah. That was Certainly. a hard book for me to read as a kid. Yeah. And um, because it was... It, it took a while to uh, get used to the language. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, it, same thing happened to me as I drank from the fire hose on, on two books. And then I was just like, okay, Jesus. I just read a whole bunch. So mm-hmm. then I petered out. But I'm almost done this one. And I'm excited to pick my next book. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll finish this book tonight. The, the Adventures of Tom Sawyer. I'll finish it tonight and uh, either uh, start a new one tonight or tomorrow. So, but I'm not sure which one. I put a whole bunch of new books on my on my Kobo. I heard the Bird Box. Is that what it's called? It's that, uh, that horror book. Um, that movie that was on Netflix with Sandra Bullock. Oh, yeah. Anyway, apparently the book is really, really good. Yeah. And um, it's nice and short. Or I was thinking another Dan Brown book, just because it's just 
a joke to read. They're just mm-hmm. super easy to yeah. read. Yeah. And I've heard The Da Vinci Code is a fun book to read. Right. I know nothing about it. Oh, good. So that's pretty, like, I'm pretty stoked about yeah. that. Uh, so I might try it out. Though the other Dan Brown book I read, what the hell was it called? I mentioned it last time, but I can't remember. I didn't really like his writing style. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of shitty. Right. But it's... He's a super popular author because he's super easy to read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. I haven't done any reading myself because I've been doing... Putting all my focus into my writing. Right. To try to whip my book into shape. However... Whip it good. Um... I'm actually considering treating myself to a few months of uh, Apple TV Plus as we get closer to Christmas because I want to I want to watch that Foundation series that's based on Asimov's uh, Foundation. Yeah, Foundation uh, series. Oh yeah. And um, I don't know if it's any good, and I don't really want to hear what the critics have to say about it because, of course, who gives a shit? Yeah. They're probably going to diss it, even if it is good. Um, but yeah, I'm curious to see how they do with that, because I really enjoyed reading the Foundation series a lot. Those were the first three books I read this year. Yeah, I remember. Yep. Something I have done is I, I binged-watched six seasons of that show alone. Alone. It's the, it's reality TV, I yeah, guess, yeah. technically, where the first season they drop 10 people off in different locations on northern Vancouver Island. Oh, yeah. With 10 items. That's it. Yeah. And they got to survive for as long as they can, and the yeah, last person gets half this. a million bucks. Yeah, yeah. And I heard about it a lot because it's an old show now. Yeah. They, I think they just finished. Season 9 after, it, even with the hiatus of, I think, three years because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, it's, yeah, it's like crack. We're watching yeah. Barry right now. I don't know what that is. Ex-Marine, mm-hmm. served in Afghanistan, trained killer, becomes a hitman. Mm-hmm. Now... That's a decent premise all by itself. Then, for comedic effect, they throw in the fact that while he's tailing one of his victims, mm-hmm. he stumbles into a theater class. Okay. And decides to stay and try it out. He kills his mark, who was in the class. Okay. And then stays in the class because he's like, you know, sort of like, hmm, what's this all about? <laughs> there might actually be something here. Maybe I don't have to be a hitman anymore. Maybe I'll be an actor. Right. And it just goes from there. Interesting. And it's, uh, it's, it's really funny. It's really, really funny. It's not only, it not only stars Bill Hader, uh, but it was partly written by him too. And he oh, yeah. directs it to, as well. And Henry Winkler is in it as the acting teacher. Oh, my God. Like, he has never been better or funnier than in this role. It is just unbelievably good. Yeah, so we're, we're binge-watching that now. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I've been wanting to watch it for a while. It was on my list, and we finally got to it. I'm glad the heat is over, finally. That's where we've gone to, is now we're talking about the weather. The weather, yes. Oh, my God. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) That's brutal. (laughs) Uh, That's okay. We can edit that out. (laughs) We could edit half that shit out if we wanted to. But anyway... Uh. I haven't been that interested in very much stuff. I'm still stuck in my fog of crazy. Mm-hmm. The drugs have started to work. Oh, yeah. 
My wife asked me if I was going to talk about, because I talked to you about it Mm -hmm. before last episode, but she's like, would you ever talk about your OCD? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And ever since she asked me this afternoon, that's all I've been thinking about how Mm. I'm like, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it. (laughs) Now it's all I'm going to do is fucking talk about it. Right? (laughs) Jesus Christ. Thank you. Um... It's been a, an interesting experience. My whole... I'm always really interested. I've always been really interested in ailments or injuries or... So when something comes up that I don't know, I'm very quick to research it. If it's about myself or someone I care about or just something I had no idea about. And when... Three weeks ago, when I was diagnosed with rather severe OCD, I have done zero research. And and I think it's just because all I want is for these thoughts to stop. Right. Like, I don't. I don't want to get in bed with it any more than it's already here. And that kind of makes sense because, yeah. you know, as funny as this could sound to somebody who was going to take a humorous spin on what I'm about to say, the last thing you want an OCD person to do is research OCD. Right. Because then they're going to fucking dwell on every possible permutation of the of the ailment. Yeah. And see it manifest in their life. Yeah. It's probably smarter not to know right. all the things that OCD can represent yeah. as symptoms. Yeah, exactly. Because then you're going to be doing nothing but focusing on that. Right, you'll be forever. creating them. Yeah, you'll be creating them. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that was smart, to be honest. And it's not even... And it's not even... It was never a thought... Of saving myself by not looking it up. It's a hundred percent just enough. I, like enough. Right. Let's just, just because try to of, live our life our life and Yeah, let's try and get out of this. Yeah. It's just because I've I'm at my wits end. Like I can't I say this with such hyperbole. It's like I can't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. Of course I can. But I don't want to. Just the way that my OCD manifests, like I was mentioning with the catastrophic thoughts, that's all That's all I do all the time is mm-hmm. worry about things happening. Right. Especially to the people I care about. Like I was mentioning to you last time, because I've been really trying to focus to see if I'm feeling better. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I've been on... I've been on this SSRI for now three weeks. Coming up to four tomorrow, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And just like, okay, am I feeling any better? Because I had mentioned to you that I was feeling better, mm-hmm. but I knew it was going to end. Right. Right? Yes. Because it was totally psychosomatic. Yeah. And it is. Because today, when I was driving home... I saw a man I didn't recognize on my street. Right. And the same old mind tricks are starting. He is going to, you know, break into my house and kill my family. Right. And it was just like, okay, so they're not working yet. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They're not working yet. Right. Right. And it's just, damn it. So I have an appointment with um, my psychiatrist again to talk about where it is, but... I guess we'll probably have to up it, which he said is probably going to be the case because he started me on the smallest and we'll slowly ramp it up if need be. To the best of your knowledge, is OCD, I know it's not curable, but is it, is it therapy proof? Yeah. Oh, no. So Can you train yourself to counteract? Yes the OCD thoughts and behaviors. Right. Yeah, And the answer is yes. Okay. Apparently it 100% is. So from the point of view of is it curable, I think the answer is yes, it is. 
Really? Yeah, because I think it's just a matter of a thought process. Yeah, so you it's just, just a behavior. You learn anomaly? techniques. Anomaly. Yeah. Yes and no. I think you learn techniques to think differently. Right. Right. Just like, uh, well, just like with anything. Like but you, it's an extreme way of thinking. Though. It is. So it will require an extreme amount of work to counteract it, to stop thinking that way. Mm-hmm. But there are two things you can do to treat OCD. Drugs, psychotherapy. Mm. That's it. Right. So, um, and I haven't started my psychotherapy yet. Um, I'm still waiting for that to begin mm-hmm. and I'm very interested to see uh, how that will go yeah um, what's the delay well I demand versus supply demand yeah absolutely because what I've done is I've gone through a service that's through uh, created through Alberta Healthcare right. yeah and because of the pandemic they just got smashed. Yeah. Whereas if you were paying cash out of your own pocket, you could I could see, see somebody, somebody. I could see somebody tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. And then the concern with that is, is that my wife has insurance, and I could probably get four or five visits out of it. Yeah. But, but that's I f- not enough. I feel that it's probably not enough. Yeah. No. And we can't afford it out of pocket, and I don't want to tell the story again. Like, if I'm going to get into it, okay, mm-hmm. let's get into it. But I don't want to get halfway through it and then have to tell somebody else and start over. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's where we are. So, it's weird. OCD's a, it's a weird thing. My wife asked me if I felt better with a diagnosis. And at first I thought I did. Because mm-hmm. now it you know puts things into context, or even a justification, almost, for my behavior or the way that I think. No, not or and, the way that I think, and, but ultimately it comes down to is that it, it doesn't matter, because the behavior and the thought processes are still there, so it doesn't really matter that it is. Um, I have a label for it. Because I've been like this for so long. Longer than I can remember. Because I have weird behaviors. Well, I say weird. Um, and I don't actually know how weird they are. But I do... I, I obsess over small things. Like I trace lines and walls. Like a brick wall is like my nemesis from a um, attention perspective. Hmm. Like, I will follow the lines in the same pathway hundreds and hundreds really? and hundreds of times. Really? Over and over and over. Wow. And it's, the brick wall is just the, the, uh, the biggest example because it's easy for you to visualize the lines in between the mm-hmm. bricks. But I do it anywhere. like Where there are patterns of lines. Patterns of lines. Like when I was talking to my psychiatrist, I was obsessed with a condo building behind him because all the patios right. lined up. So I would just I would just trace lines over and over and over and over again. And he asked me, do you, uh, do you shit die? I'm like, I'm doing it right now. I'm doing it right now. And he turned around and he's like, oh, okay. Write something down. <laughs> Put something in his notepad. Uh but I've been doing that for as long as I can remember. Hmm. It's just, so it's, so to your question about like, is psychotherapy something that will fix it? I would imagine it depends how deep this fucking rabbit hole goes. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, there, it, like, maybe not. Like, will it ever stop? I don't know. For as much as I remember, yeah, I've been doing this forever. And and the thing is, right, is that here we go. I'm going to start this sentence off by saying I'm not a psychologist. I have a theory, as amateurish as it is, and as naive as it is, that there are certain people who require a significant amount of brain activity. 
to be satisfied with their life. Okay. Mm -hmm. In some people, it manifests as, let me read everything under the sun, learn everything that I can, master what I've learned. You know what I mean? Put the brain to maximum use doing something that is going to improve my skill set, knowledge, awareness, whatever the case may be. Right. In other people, it manifests in having to trace lines around every pattern that they see mm -hmm. um, and line things up and, and count things and, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Do puzzles and uh, analyze things and ima their imagination uh, is wilder and more vivid than the average person. So maybe if that's true, if that is a simplification of the root cause of OCD, um, the way to, you, you probably can't fix it, except the drugs maybe dull the brain activity enough to make it so that that constant um, spin spin is reduced significantly and you're not always having to fill your brain with thoughts. You just have to learn how to fill them with more productive thoughts. Like, I bet while you're reading, you don't have any capacity to think about disasters mm -hmm. befalling you. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Case in point. Yeah, it's why I'm addicted to video games. already busy, and that distracts it from focusing on the, the bad things mm -hmm. that you could be thinking about. Yeah, that's why I'm addicted to video games. Right. That's why I was... Keeps your mind occupied. Yeah, so and that's absolutely... You think about random things. It's absolutely... It's the distraction technique. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's absolutely true. Mm -hmm. And I found myself distract... Or... Um, I find, have found, and still find myself uh, with those distracting, dis distraction techniques. And some of them are, um, like video games is one mm -hmm. um, that is harmful, but not super harmful. But there was a long time where I was addicted to masturbating. Mm -hmm. That was a big one. Mm -hmm. That was just, every time that you would sort of get a little anxious, it's just like, okay, mm. okay. Until the point where I actually recognized that that's what the behavior was. Right. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. I'm not doing it because it's fun. Right. Or feels good. It's because I'm fucking freaking out. It's really very interesting. And do the same thing with food. So that is one reason why I started to read this year was to counteract some of those behaviors. Right. Is fill it with something else. Yeah. Because the difficulty w in the situation that I have is that I am absolutely not intellectually stimulated enough, which then allows room for this OCD. Well, it's not like the OCD is different. It just it has a different place to focus and it focuses on the darker stuff. Mm -hmm. And because I am a stay-at-home dad for the you last know, two and a half years. I was going to say, did you ha was this problem as, as severe when you were working full-time? So that is a very hard question to answer because of the pandemic. The, um, the pandemic increased everybody's anxiety oh totally right so is it because i'm not working or is it because my level of anxiety just naturally increased right the answer is probably both right right but was it as severe when i was working full-time no it still existed but it wasn't as severe right yeah because you had more to occupy your mind yeah, at least during in, the day. In part, yeah. yeah. Did you ever think about work when you weren't at work? Like, did work, 
did the thought of what was going on at work follow you home? Well, yeah, I mean, and occupy your I, mind. I was in IT. Right. Yes, absolutely, it did. Okay. Constantly. Yeah, it constantly did. Yeah. So it was keeping at least some of your psyche at busy. bay. Yeah. yeah. Right. And that's not what I like or what I want. No. And I recognize that if I was to go to work now, mm-hmm. that some of it would subside. Mm-hmm. But then I would still be obsessed with something else. Right. The behavior still exists. And you'd rather be obsessed with nothing. I don't want to be obsessed. Yeah. 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 I don't want to be obsessed. Unless you choose to. Right. Not Because the problem obsession. isn't just the obsession. It's the compulsion. That's yeah. the D part yes. of OCD. Yeah. You can be obsessed with things. That's yeah. fine. You're like obsessed yeah. with fucking Star Wars. They come Wars, and go. Right? Too. Exactly. They don't it's, rule your life. Right. It's the it's the compulsion to do to do something about it or mm-hmm. to fulfill mm-hmm. the obsession that is either uh rather benign to most people or it exacerbates the problem in well in people with it. Look at the bright side. At least you're not obsessed with killing people. Not yet. <laughs> not yet, man. After reading that book a couple weeks ago. And on that note. <laughs> thanks for listening to our Anything That Goes episode 18 of Dog Bots. So yeah, no killing people, Adam. I won't. It is verboten. I won't. I won't. Mildly injured, I'm sure. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Only with my torture a little bit. Yeah. Nah, I don't think I have the stomach for torture. (laughs) I still have empathy. (laughs) That's a good thing. I still have empathy. OCD tempered with empathy.